0: Well, he can finally wear pants. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Before I get to the pants, you're still showing videos of the Tesla truck. Are you trying to psych yourself up for it, Hanson? Or oh, what's yeah. The deal there? Yeah, Without question. This is uh, the Rivian that I'm trying to show you right now, which is a uh, a brand that's got some financial support from Ford. And it's got it's more traditional, but it's still got some very unique features to it. So these guys are going to go head-to-head over the next couple of years. So what what does Tesla call theirs? The Cybertruck. Yeah. Um, Uh, Like, I texted my brother and I said, what do you think of the Tesla? And he said, it's ridiculous, which is the sort of answer (laughs) I expected. But that's what I (laughs) thought when I first saw it, too. But I'm telling you, when I watched the videos, first of all, realizing how big it is, it's just an enormous, studly tank sort of thing. It's just, yeah, I want one bad. Look at the size of that thing. And you can get it with one motor, two motors, or three motors.
1: Look at it driving next to a regular size sedan. My God. <laughs> three motors seems like plenty. Yeah. Yes. That one thing yeah.
0: I don't think people get about electric cars, everybody buys the super expensive models so because uh, they feel like they need to have a big motor, like with regular cars. And so you end up, you know, and so then it's a $100,000 vehicle. Well, you can't afford that probably. Um, you don't need that. With electric cars, even the small motor is going to be faster than most any car you've ever driven in your life. Um, But the three-motor version is like a race car, the size of a tank. All of them come with, did you know, a 110 outlet, 220 outlets, like, I guess, in case you want to plug in your washer and dryer, and an air compressor on board for airing things up. Super cool vehicle. Anyway.
1: Did you, did you see the uh the attachment where you can turn like the truck bed into a little camper setup yeah. I've seen that kind yeah of I just saw that today around. why don't um, you go
0: ahead and put down your hundred dollars jack well see <laughs> the reason I haven't put down my hundred dollars is they don't start production for two years and that's if they get on stay on the timeline and he often doesn't get, uh, stay on the timeline so who knows so you might you'll you'll start seeing him in, seeing him in your neighborhood I'm guessing in two and a half years That's a long time from now. I don't know about other people, but I can't think in terms of two and a half years for what car I'm going to be driving. I'll probably be driving when I'm driving now, but I can't get excited about something for two and a half years from now. Okay, I wanted to run through a couple of things quickly. Nicolas Cage has signed on to play Nicolas Cage in a movie about Nicolas Cage. Have you seen this? No, but I bet he's going to be
1: great at it. Yeah, he'll nail it.
0: It's it's a movie that's about Nicolas Cage's professional life, his career, and his marriages, and his personal life, and stuff like
1: that. Does it go into his penchant for spending million dollars on dinosaur bones? It's supposed to be a pretty uh, unvarnished
0: view of him. He's a nut job, and an unvarnished view of, of his life, and uh, he is going to play himself in the movies.
1: But wouldn't that be a documentary? No, because you're not recording it. As, it's more of a reenactment than anything else, because right. documentaries uh, involving like actual okay and, and, so this would be a scripted read yeah, yeah it's a scripted
0: yeah. movie it's like a biopic about Nicolas cage but he's gonna it, play himself
1: wow that's which nobody's ever done before. eerily similar to uh there's a movie honey boy that got released late recently uh shia labeouf wrote it and directed it and it's about him being a child star right but he plays the role of his kind of overbearing dad in the movie Ooh and it's supposedly really good and yeah. one of the more kind of brutal looks at the whole child prodigy star S- sort of thing.
0: So did he get pushed into...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. His dad was very much a stage parent. God. Uh, and yeah. and his dad's seen the movie and it, apparently they've bonded over kind of now having understood the other person's perspective a little bit but yeah. it's it seemed to have some healing factors in their family but that the actors playing themselves it's the toughest role of all jack <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay um i'm trying to come up with a book to read while we're off for a few days I think i'll jump into a new book and uh over the thanksgiving break when this is being recorded thanksgiving of 2024 and um <laughs> This book, The Zookeeper's War, is out. I don't know if I actually read it, but I was intrigued by its premise. An incredible true story from the Cold War, centered in Germany. Apparently, we got into a Cold War with the Soviet bloc over a particular zoo, um, over who could have the best zoo. So there in uh, in Berlin, there is a zoo on both sides of the wall. And so the uh, Soviet Union and uh, communist uh, Germans kept adding animals, and we kept adding animals to try to show which system was best. It was one of those oh. weird Cold War oh. things. You know, and it played itself out yeah. everywhere. I mean, when when um when our boxer beat the Cuban boxer in the Olympics, it was seen as you know, freedom beating communism. When our hockey team beat the Soviet Union, that was right. freedom against communism. Right. Same thing going on here with the zoo. So the Russians chipped in for a pair of for a pair of bears, then Ho Chi Minh from uh, Vietnam, sent an elephant to the zoo. Oh, the, then the Kennedys gave a decrepit bald eagle to try to symbolize <laughs> freedom, and it just it escalated from there. But Kind of a funny idea. Oh, oh man. <laughs> we, drug, we dug up a lion somewhere to send over there. and So I might read that, I might not. And then this, uh, why a guy got to finally wear his pants. This dude made one of those probably not well-thought-out bets that maybe some of us have made in our lives about sports teams. This guy was super into the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That's a Canadian football team. And he said he refused. He was not going to wear pants until they won the Gray Cup.
1: And that's that's the Canadian Super Bowl. That's the Super Bowl. Yeah.
0: Well, he thought that the team was pretty good that year in 2001 and they would win. Right. But they did not. And they didn't oh. until this year. Oh. So for 18 <laughs> long and frigid years up in Canada. In the great white north itself. He yeah. has worn only shorts. To weddings, to funerals in sub-zero temperatures, and he was finally able to put on a pair of actual pants when Winnipeg beat the Hamilton Tiger cats 33-12 this past weekend. Wow.
1: Whoa. I wonder if he found them restricting
0: in any way. You got to think these things through. Yes, you do. You can't just immediately toss off a, I'll eat my truck if Donald Trump's ever the nominee of the Republican right. Party. Thinking there's not a chance in hell Donald Trump would ever be the nominee of the Republican Party. And then he becomes the nominee in the president.
1: Well, that story and is. And then you don't eat your truck because it would kill you. <laughs> well, that story exactly. is clearly ridiculous. I do fully admire his commitment to the bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I said it. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing shorts. I don't care what the temperature is. I wonder how old Holy. he was when he made that. so many ways yeah. to answer that question. Oh, hey, shut, shut up. up. That was me. Sorry. I wonder how old he was
0: when he claimed that because you would think at some point you might say, well, I was was drunk or I was 20 or whatever. Do you think he
1: found loopholes by just wearing really long socks? (laughs) I don't know. Up to
0: your knees. (laughs) I thought a couple of times about attempting to eat my truck because people have done that sort of thing. I vowed, if you don't know that, I vowed... When people used to talk about Donald Trump running for president, it used to drive me crazy. Every damned election, somebody would throw out Donald Trump might get in. I'd say, Donald Trump's not going to run for president. And then Mitt Romney and all these different candidates would go to Trump Tower and get his blessing, get a photo op. And I'd think, why are they kowtowing to Trump? He's never freaking going to do anything. And I vowed I would eat my pickup truck if Donald Trump was ever the nominee of the Republican Party. I didn't think he'd ever even run. Run. Um, and then so I looked into it because some people have done that. Right. It's in the Guinness book. People have done that. You like grind the metal down to dust and drink it at a shake and stuff like that.
1: We explored multiple uh, ways to attempt to <laughs> to make good on the on the wager, but
0: as Joey says, the tires would really be a yeah. How you gonna eat four four full size truck tires? Right. Let alone before you get to like the motor oil and The spark yeah. plugs. <laughs> oh god, the, 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 plugs. the seats. I suppose huh. the seats would be easy. Oh uh, that, yeah. yeah. please, that's yeah.
1: that's where you start. I mean, that's <laughs> the easy part. Yeah, boil them down. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You're right. A
1: spark plug would be pretty hard to eat. Yeah, yeah. Fact, yeah.
0: That entire engine block would be pretty <laughs> difficult too. Grind down to dust and then pass through. I mean, how
1: do you make an exhaust pipe edible, honestly?
0: <laughs> so I never ate my truck, and uh, which makes me a liar. And I can't really ever be, be bet again. Nobody takes me seriously. But it
1: also makes the rest of us still employed. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. Well, I guess that's it.
0: <laughs> when you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe.
1: We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At
0: Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at WMATA.com slash doing our part.